Welcome to Power and Praises Deliverance Ministries podcast. We hope today's message inspires you and encourages you to dig deeper into God's word. Enjoy the message. God bless you, everyone. Thank you again for joining us here at Go Live TV. I'm with my good friend, Pastor Chris, coming to you from Power and Praises Deliverance Ministries. We've been having an awesome time with the Lord in worship and fellowship. Amen. And I'm praying that God has been touching your hearts. Hallelujah. The same way he has been touching each and every one of ours. Amen. God is such a, a good God. He's such a blessing. He's such a, 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 a lover to us. Uh, he's a keeper. Amen. He's a, a, a great friend when we need him. He's a great comforter. Hallelujah. And so today I want to encourage everyone to really just experience Christ in a way that you have never come to know him before. We've got a word that we want to share with you on today. Praise God. It's coming from the book of uh, John chapter 15, I believe it is, uh, and verse 16. And I'll, I'll just read uh, one of the verses right now and um, you can catch up with us as we continue to go along. But verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing fruit and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking to you today about uh, a godly choice, a godly choice. Uh, it's something about when God chooses us, when God chooses us, amen, and when, when, we, when we make the right choice in choosing the Lord also. A lot of times we come to God thinking that, you know, we owe God, that we, that we um, it's because of us why God continues to come back to us. It's because of us why, hallelujah, you know, God needs a favor from us. But let, let me help somebody and set the record straight that you've done nothing for God to cho choose you. You've, you. There's absolutely nothing about you that would make God want to choose you. There's nothing about you, amen, that would make God consider, you know, um, um, anything about anyone. You, you don't have the greatest power, the words of God says. You don't have uh, a, the, the, the greatest um, anointing. You don't, there's, there's really nothing about you. But God finds you. He chases after you, the word of God says. And the beautiful thing about God is that he, he makes you to be what he wants you to be. He gives us the power. He gives us that anointing. We weren't just born with it. Because people, people, there's a lot of crazy people out there today. People think that they are born this way. They are, they are born, you know, we hear a lot of people say, I was born like this. And, you know, there, there, there are certain things, yes, you are born into. And then there's a whole lot of things that, no, we are not born into it. And we, we definitely need God. He's the breath of life, the giver of life. And we are, we are nothing without him. And the moment we ever start thinking that we are higher than God, then we have put ourselves in a position of great danger. No one should ever place themselves higher than God. But the word of God says, you didn't choose me. He sets the record straight and very clear in this verse. You didn't come to God by yourself. But God had to put the thought into your mind. He had to put the drive into your spirit. God had to call you 
first. You didn't just wake up this morning and say, I'm going to go to church. You didn't just wake up this morning and say, I'm going to play gospel music. No, but God had to put the drive first in your spirit. You didn't choose me, but I, God, chose you. I chose you. I chose you. I chose you, Pastor Chris. Praise the Lord. Um, I will see true scripture, Bishop, um, in the book of Samuel. And there is two characters where we can look at. We can look at David. And we can look at Samuel, uh, because the people, uh, God was the God was the king first, and they refused God, because they look at other nation and they say, you know what, we want to be like other nation, because they see other nation was conquering other nation, and they want to be a part of that. But they did not know that they have a greater king. They never know that the king that they have is the creator. So they want king in the flesh according to them. And they choose Saul to be their king, not God. Choose their king because they, they, they give God the detail of the king that they're looking for. The, the king must be a certain height. And the word of God says Saul was bigger than them. So they said, yes, this one was the right one. To them, they think Saul was the right one because that's what they're looking. They're looking in the eyes. They're just looking in the realm of the natural just that look and they say Saul this is the king that we want and God said okay then you want the king okay I make him your king but there are some rules that they got to come with there are some stuff that the king got to do yes. and they did not care what the king got to do or not all they know they just want this king to rule over them they don't want God to rule over them no more but David of all the characteristics that God was looking for. God of David already, but because of what they described, God did have to give them what they described, Bishop. You know? Just like when time we ask for a gift, we're going to tell you what we want, you're going to find it in the best, something even closer. Hmm? Star Saul was big in stature, but yet Saul could not take down the giant that was killing the, that was killing them. But yet, he was the one because David could not handle the shield or the sword for Saul. It was bigger than him. So that show you that David was small in stature. But yet, he was the one that the Lord chose. So he was able to take on the enemy. When God chose you, yes. the battle becomes easier. Yes. When God chose you, and not only that, Bishop, when you're facing the devil, you have God to back you. But when you're facing God, who you have to back you? Nobody can back you when you're facing God. So when the young man step out and say, who is this unsized Philistine? He know the God that he serves and he know that he has been chosen and appointed. judge you by your outward appearance. They will think that you, you are not good enough. They will think that you are not capable because of your outward appearance. You don't look like the king. You don't look like the person that should be in that position. But hear what the word of God says. He said, I appointed you. I, have, I anointed you for my purpose. I've not, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And not, not only did he choose us, 
but he also put his anointing on you. He validated you. He gave you what you need to stand. Even when everybody else is making fun and pointing fingers. David was just in the, in, in the farm cleaning up after the sheep. But, but he still poured out his anointing on you. And so this is why we should be able to stand firm in the foundation of, and, 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 and in the knowledge and in knowing who we are. Because God has purposed in our life his plan. God has purposed you. It's, it's all a matter of choosing this day who you will serve. We've got to make God our choice. You did not come to God by yourself. But he also said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And the mere fact that you would have came to God is to demonstrate his calling on your life. Because you didn't come alone. He had to bring you to him. And he said, I'll never leave you nor will I forsake you. But I'll be your friend. I'll be your comforter. I'll be your peacemaker. I'll be everything that you need me to be in your life. God's called. He's placed a holy call on your life. He did not just call us just to sit around and, and be cute and, and just parade around. But no, there's, there's a work to be done. And so a lot of us will lose sight of the purpose because we forget about the anointing. We forget about the call. We forget about the plan. We forget about the purpose that God has called us for. And we get caught up in what people have to say about us. And say, God, you say this here to yourself, God, I can't do it. I cannot do it anymore. Jeremiah was one. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah was one, you know, uh, called by God. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he knew him from the from the strands of hair on his head he knew Jeremiah from the inside out from his mother's womb he knew Jeremiah Jeremiah one of the greatest voice of the biblical time one of the greatest prophets of the biblical time and even too he got frustrated because of the people got frustrated of, of preaching got frustrated of, of prophesying got frustrated with the people of God and looked at God and said, you, you've, you've betrayed me. You've, 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 you've turned on me, God. You've, but, but, but even when he started, God, you've, but, but, but even when he started to speak like that, when he wanted to quit, when he wanted to throw in the towel, he said, something's on the inside of me. And it feels like fire that is shut up inside of my bones, inside of my bones, wants to quit. But the calling of God won't let him quit. Wants to throw him the towel, but the, the call of God won't let him throw him the towel. He wants to do his own thing now, but God just won't get him off of his back. Have you ever been in a position where you just wanted to let go? Hallelujah. But God won't let you go. You want to do your own thing, but God just won't let you go. It's so important that we don't neglect the call. Hallelujah, Jesus. As you say that to a bishop, we should not neglect the call. And one thing that I see and I found out, like, you have to know that God called you for this. Yes. Because it ain't easy dealing with people. Hallelujah. That's right. It ain't easy. You deal with all type of people, all type of spirit. And if you're not sure if God called you, this is not for you. When he called Jeremiah Bishop, he tests Jeremiah. Yes. He asked Jeremiah what CS do, and Jeremiah could identify what the Lord was saying. When the Lord tests Jeremiah now and said, Jeremiah, you have to speak. Jeremiah come with excuse and said that I am a child. 
And the Lord said, do not say that you are a child. Mm? Do not say it because he's the one that made you and he tests you and you pass the test. And again, with, with, with Saul, God anointed Saul, but the people had chose Saul. And it was the same people that make Saul lose his pathway. The same people because he rather the voice of man more than the voice of God. And that's what caused him to lose his whole kingdom. And it's very important we as leaders that, we, that the Lord call and set apart. We have to know who we're taking the advice from. We have to know that God called you and put you in an office. Something occurs, something happened, you got to go see the Lord. And that is one thing with David, we see through scripture. Whatever time something happened, David will run to the house of the Lord. It will run to seek the Lord. For example, Bishop, remember when Ziklag burned down? David did not know what to do. But when David go ahead and to the priest, he take on the, the priest the garment that he should not do because he was a king. But he was desperate to hear what thus said God. And he put himself out there. And the Lord said, you shall pursue and overcome and overtake Go ahead and pursue. Why? Because he seek the Lord. If he did go out of his own flesh, he would not find that Amalekite. But when thank God give you direction, he will make it straight. He will make the way clear. Even Father, even Abraham, when he called him out of his homeland into a place where he know not, but because God called you, he will give you the instruction and he will guide you. When God called you, he guide you and he go back and he said, lean not on your own understanding, but all in the ways acknowledge me and I, God, shall direct your path. That's right. He told us we should not lean on our own understanding and most people lean on their understanding and the emotion get the best of them and they lose out. My God, they lose out. They lose out, Pastor Chris, because they've lost sight of the, the purpose of God. Mm -hmm. The word of God that we just read, the verse that we just read said, I've called you, I've anointed you, I've purposed for you, that you will also even bear fruit. And you speak about they losing out, you know. The way you know that you're called by God is because anything that you he, he aligns in your life to do, you will prosper. You will bear fruit, he says. You will, you will win. Even when it looks like you're not going to win, Things will always turn around and work in your favor because you've, you've, you've been obedient to God. You've stood by the call of God. Some of us, we've been wondering, well, how come, you know, things are in my life are not working out the way you, you have planned? And that's, that's the problem. You've done it according to your plan. You've done it according to your own way. But when you do it God's way now, this is where you, the plan of God starts to really flourish. And things in your life begin to prosper. Things in your life begin to actually line up because you've positioned yourself to walk in accordance with the word of God, with the scripture of God, that you would bear fruit. And this is one of the one of the goals that we've got to do and be as a child of God, as a believer. We cannot be a part of God and not bear fruit. But you've got to be such a fruit bearer that anybody that connects with you they begin to bear fruit. Anybody who connects with them, they begin to bear fruit. Hallelujah. And everybody that is around you, they need to begin to bear fruit. This 
demonstrates the manifested power of God that is on your life. Hallelujah, Jesus. That is on your life. And so you're, you're fulfilling his command. Bear fruit. You did not make up in your mind. Today I'm going to bear fruit. No, that's not how it works. But God decided that there is something that he is going to place inside of you. He calls it a treasure. God decided that he's going to place a treasure inside of you. It doesn't matter who you are because Jesus took the roughest of the roughest to be his, his disciples. God took some of the roughest of the roughest to be some of his greatest men. But he fashioned them. He formed them into what he wanted them to be. So it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, amen, what sin you've committed. It doesn't matter who you've killed or, or, or who you slept with. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. God can use you. There's a holy call that is on our lives. And when we begin to live in the fulfillment of God's plan, we will start to see the blessings begin to overflow. Hallelujah. We'll begin to start to see God begin to move in the lives of our family, move in the lives of your marriage, move in your finances, move, amen, in, your, in all of your, your, your jobs and your business. God will begin to move if you would just position yourself under the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Position and aligning yourself to where God wants you to be. The Bible speaks of many different calls. Hallelujah. And the calling of God is, is great. The Bible also says many are called. But few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. A lot of folks, they want to come to church and can't come. A lot of people laying in the hospital room wish and pray that they would be delivered and healed and set free. And they cannot be. A lot of people were given Christ in advance and are in a position today where they wish they had made that choice. But the truth at the end of the day is no matter how badly they wanted to come, no matter how badly you wanted to come, you just can't come because God has not called you to come. Now, a lot of times, you know, you find yourself struggling, wanting to go to church. You've never been before and you want to go to church, but you find every excuse every Sunday why not to go to church. The car can't start. You have no clothes to wear. You have to go to work today. The children are sick. You find every excuse in the book why not to come to church. It's, 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 it's not only just you, but the mere fact is God did not call you. Because at the end of the day, Pastor Chris, heaven ain't made for everybody. Heaven's not made for everybody. Some of you will go to hell. Some of you will burn in the lake of fire because God did not call you to come. Many of you may not like how I'm saying it, but it's, it's, it's not me saying it. it. It's the Bible. The Bible said so. If you have a problem with the way I, I'm saying it, then take it up with the Lord because I'm reading the, the Holy Scriptures. Praise God. Some of us will burn in the lake of fire because God did not call you. Amen. You, you got, you've, got to, you've got to really position yourself. Come to God because he's called you to come. And if he's called you, if he's been knocking on your heart, then you have got to make up in your mind today that you've got to open up the door. Hallelujah. And let him in, Pastor Chris. 
as you say that, Bishop, I remember Gideon. The Lord did call Gideon, but Gideon did not even know that he was a mighty man, that he was a deliverer. And when you check through the scripture with Gideon, Gideon began to look at his circumstances. He began to look at his home. Gideon began to um, make excuse that he's a poor man. It's not like others. God should go and choose this person. But it is you who the Lord chose from the beginning. And all of us that is chosen are chosen before the foundation of this world. We were chosen. But Gideon did not know that. So he make, he make excuse. And just like people out there, God choose you. You might say, you know what? You've never been to the college. You've never been through the school. You've never been through this. But God have chosen you. The anointing make a difference. He said, this anointing that you receive, you need no man to teach you. He will teach you all things. He will guide you. Yeah. He will set you up with the person to bring that gift that inside of you out. Because you have chosen, he will equip you. He will make the way. Moses, who God chose. Moses, who have all the education you can think of. The prince of Egypt. Try to make excuse. Say, Lord, he cannot speak. Try to say, he did not know the language. The man that can speak more than one language. Because he was well taught. Because he was a prince. But yet, he, did, he refused to go and speak because of he knew what happened in Egypt. But the Lord said, okay, then you don't want to speak. I have somebody. You have a brother there. I will give you help. So Heron will be the spokesman then if you don't want to speak. So stop the excuse when thank God call you. Know that he call you and walk out in it. The reason why you struggle is because you start to doubt yourself. And if you're doubting yourself, it's hard for even God himself to help you. Because he make it clear. Whenever time we come to him, we should not come to him with no doubt. We should come boldly to the throne of grace. So you have to just speak it out. The anointing help is the one that give knowledge. He said, if any man lack knowledge, let them ask. And he will give it. He said, you should seek some things. And you shall find. He said, you can knock on my door. And it will be open unto you. He give us that authority. He give us it. So we have no excuse when God call us. But the thing that I like about Gideon Bishop, after all of that said and done, Gideon said, okay then God, since you call me, hmm, I want to do some testing now. Because you're calling me for a battle. You're calling me for a war now. So, okay then, God, I want you to do such and such thing. God, do it. He, was, he wasn't pleased. He go back and he said, God, I want you to do this for me. God, do it. Then he go back again until he get the surety. There is nothing wrong to get the surety because when you know, not even the devil in hell can stop you because you know yes. God have your back. That's right. You know, when you, when you know God has your back, you, you have the access to anything that God wants to open for your life. If you know that he's called you. If you know that he's, you, he's got your back. The word of God says in, in the very same verse that we read. That you know anything that we would ask in his name. Mm -hmm. That he would give. Amen. And this is how you know that God would have your back. Because any, anything that you ask according to the word of God in his name. He will do his best to ensure that you have it. You have an open door. In front of you, when God calls you, Amen. you have access to 
to, to, to the possessions of the kingdom when you know God has called you. God will not leave his work undone, but he's able to finish and accomplish what he has started inside of you. We cannot go around, amen, with our minds in confusion about um, um, where we stand in Christ. But know the foundation, know the power that is in your hand, know the, know the God that you serve, know who you serve. Continue entrusting in him with all your might. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will direct your path. We're getting ready to pray for you. Amen. And we're going to ask the holy call. Pastor Chris is going to pray and ask, amen, for God to really line your life up. Amen. To bring you into his fullness. To bring you into his joy. Hallelujah. And in, in, his, in, 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 in the presence of God, there is pleasures forevermore. Won't you just come on in? God's calling. There's a holy call on your life. You're in ministry and you don't know what, what way to go, what to do. Hallelujah. Pastor Chris, go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father God, we come to you, Lord Jesus. This evening, Almighty God. Father God, those who are listening, Almighty God, and have the call of God on their life, Lord, they may not know, Lord Jesus, that you are the one who is pulling them, oh God. You are the one who is knocking on the heart door. God, your words, if you're knocking on, if you're knocking, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Heavenly Father God, I pray for those who, Almighty God, that are struggling with your call, Almighty God. Heavenly Father God, I pray, Almighty God, that you touch them even now, Lord Jesus, that you make it clear to them that it is you, God, who is doing the calling, Almighty God. That is you are the one who anoint them, Almighty Almighty God, as they're running, Almighty God, they're running from something that they don't understand. But God, I pray for clarity for that brother, for that sister right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you turn up the spiritual fire on the inside. Go, oh God, speak to them in the dream, Almighty God, and show them who you are again, Lord Jesus. I pray for a second chance for my brothers and sister, Almighty God. There are so many that chewing in the towel these days, Almighty God, because you call them God and the bill's not paying the way they want it to be. But God, you're chewing in the towel. Pastor are committing suicide, Almighty God. But Lord, you who started a good work in them, Almighty God, shall be able to perform it until the day of Christ. Lord, you have them in the palm of your hand. And I pray right now, Lord Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, those who are thinking that they're going to quit, Almighty God, that you turn the mind around, Lord Jesus. When Jeremiah decided, Almighty God, that he will not speak, you turn up the fire in Jeremiah, Almighty God. God, and you speak what does set God. No, I pray for those God that who are struggling, Almighty God. Almighty God, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that you will restore them with a fresh anointing, Almighty God. Those who are in the bed of fornication, Almighty God. Those who are doing what they're not supposed to do. Those who that the enemy take a hold of their mind again, Lord Jesus. Those who are backsliding, Almighty God. God, you're according to your word. You promised to march to the black slide, Almighty God. But God, you're serving and pray, oh God, today almighty God, we release the Holy Spirit in the land, we release your mighty hand, oh God, to turn things around, Lord Jesus, Lord we said, have your way, and for those almighty God that were listening, if you do not know who God is, if you can just repeat this prayer for me, Lord Jesus I'm a sinner, and I, and I know that you came and died for my sin, and I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior if you say that simple prayer I believe that you are saved, because it's not by work, but it's by grace that we are saved in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Until 
we meet again, we want to wish everyone a, a prosperous, blessed new year over this time, over this holiday season. We ask that your 2022 be filled with blessings, hallelujah, and that will be overflowed onto you. We, we don't want to walk into the new year the same way we are ending it this year. And I thank God for, for you, Pastor Chris, and for the ministry. Continue to write us, amen, and, and, be a, uh, and be a blessing. Thank you, Go Live TV, for all of your love and support that you've in, in, even showed to us. And until we meet again, hallelujah, in the new year, we will see you. God bless you. Amen. On behalf of First Lady and myself, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Power and Praises Deliverance Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe and help us reach others by sharing this message. And thank you for joining us.